You're listening to Corporate Multiplayer. The official podcast of the 401 Game Zone. to another cooperative multiplayer, the official Full One Game Zone podcast. And yes, I realize we are a day later than it says on our little logo, but hey, it happens. I was trying to get Robert on, but apparently he is still doing his anime podcast thing and he doesn't feel like being awake for another hour or whatever, as long as this takes. So, it'll just be me and... Uh, my compatriot on this podcast, I guess, Mark Morrison. How are you doing? I'm fine. Well, I'm glad you're doing good. I have no idea if Daniel's going to join us in the chat or not. I'm sure it's maybe once I actually post this on the Facebook group and stuff, it might happen. Uh, so I keep forgetting to... Or I didn't forget, I'm just like doing it while I'm sitting here talking to, to you <laughs> right now. Uh... Anything uh, interesting happen this week? Nope. Still waiting to get money and play a bunch, played some games. All right. What did you play? I've been playing Hotline Miami too. Well, how is that? And how's it? Is it better than the first one? It's the same as the first one. <laughs> they added like a few like new types of characters, but it's essentially the same game. I've heard that apparently there's like more set pieces in this one or something and it pissed a lot of people off. It doesn't feel as, uh, I don't know, imaginative as the first one did. Well, the biggest problem, one of the, one of the problems with the game is, is that the levels are very gun focused and they don't allow for a lot of creativity. Like one of the scoring metrics is like, how creative are you with your kills? And it's like, well, all I have are guns and all I do is gun down people. Sorry. I forgot to hit vibrate on this thing. Okay, go ahead. I'm fine. Uh, but all you do is kill people with guns. Except for, like, a few specific characters. There's also too many characters to deal with in that game. Wait, so there's no... Like, they took out the weapons? No, there are weapons, but you just never come across... You, like, all they come across are bats, knives, or this, like, chain thing. Like, I just found a fire axe in a level, and I was like, this is new. It's only been... I've only been playing for 15, le- 15 levels. Wow. Yeah, it seemed like, you know, I've only played, like, the first, I think, uh, four chapters of the first game, and I've been through what seems like way more weapons than what you go through in the... as far as you've been playing in the second one. One of the... Uh, like, they took out a lot of the... like. I would say more screwball weapons, but they add like a bunch of new character types that are just awkward to use. Like one character can't use guns, and every fix one up, he just like up immediately like ejects the ammo out, so you can only use melee. <laughs> or another character, he can actually switch between like a knife and a gun, but he he can't pick up any more additional guns. You only have the one. And you have to find ammo for it, like on the on the in the level. Wow. 
that's uh that's it's different. weird yeah what else I've been playing uh, City Skylines and Assassin's Creed Rogue. Uh, City Skylines. It's what SimCity Sim should have been. What does that mean? Well, it doesn't have online DRM. It has mod support, which is something these games should have had years ago. It's actually kind of fun and looks decent. And it just kind of makes sense. Like, I'm not... I'm not great at it. I'm just playing like it's kind of like an infinite cash game, but it's still fun. And it's nice to see kind of your city level up and, you know, have the illusion that you're doing well. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, a good thing at least, right? Yeah. Is it, uh, if you're not into the SimCity games, is this one that people that aren't into it can get into it, or... Uh, I would maybe like mod support could help you a little just because you could import cities like and see like actual like well well functioning cities and see how they did it like that's what I would want to do is like see like this city works well and this is how this guy did it like but aside from that not really <laughs> <laughs> well. At least if you like the SimCity games, you know, you can get this and be uh, happy with that. Oh, yeah. Everyone seems to like it. So is Rogue good on PC? Or? Well, I got two copies, my English version and my Russian version now. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't get the Russian version to be in English. Is that like the first time that's ever happened, I guess? Well, they actually had this problem with, with Unity, but there was like some, like registry hack that you can make it into English. You can trans like edit the like language file to just read English. And I tried that with Rogue and it was like, no, you need to buy another key. Oh gotta Appar love Ubisoft. Well apparently Valve is also like locking down Russian gifting now. <laughs> oh really? But uh Assassin's Creed Rogue is really good. It's not like at I wouldn't it's not as good as like Assassin's Creed four or Brotherhood. Yeah. Uh, or two, maybe, but it's still really an interesting game because you're playing this, like from the bad guy's perspective, or okay. what? You're, like you're playing a Templar, and like all the moves are the same, but you have a few like you have like a grenade launcher, which is kind of fun to use, and the story is actually interesting, which is something Unity did not have. <laughs> well, there's a lot of things Unity did not have. Yeah. I, like, it's, I mean, it basically is kind of an expansion pack to, like, Assassin's Creed 4. If you like that, you'd like this a lot, but it's still good. <laughs> well, I really liked Assassin's Creed 4, so... Are you finally got to play to... it? Uh, I played it some, but not this week, a couple weeks ago. Oh. Yeah, it's, like, it's just like that, except it's in the Arctic now, and, like, 40 years before that... <laughs> Awesome. Have to check that out now. Oh, anything else? That's about it for me. <laughs> I have really not had a lot of time to play this week. Anything? Um, other than restarting Fire Emblem again because I 
I had killed my healer the last time I talked about it, so I basically had to restart the game. Which sucks. Because then I had to redo like four or five missions, I think, before um, I got back to where I was. You should start backing up. You should start backing up your saves on a computer. <laughs> you can do that. There's probably some way to do it. Doesn't it save in an SD card? Yes. There you go. Ah. <laughs> uh, I could just use two different game files. I think. Yeah. That would probably work. Uh. I I did play a little bit of uh thanks to. Uh, you helping me out with uh, the PS4 controller working for Steam. Yep. I uh, found it a lot easier to play Hotline Miami 1 and Valkyria Chronicles, so I've yeah, been that tends, a little bit. That tends to help. <laughs> yeah, because I tried to play Hotline Miami with the keyboard and mouse. It just I wasn't feeling it. But it just felt more natural with the with the. A controller, and then I have a Recurio Chronicles for PS3 before, but I traded it in, and then like a couple weeks later, that's when they announced it for Steam, and I was like, oh, okay, well I can just play this with the controller again. Awesome. And I did not realize that apparently my review code for uh, Dreamfall chapters includes all the books, so like randomly book two was like downloading, and I had no idea. So I guess now I have to end up finishing book one so I can. Why well, I. I finished book one and I reviewed it and then now I have to review book two, I guess. I tried to play that game and I didn't get into it at all. Yeah, it took me a little... I mean, I wasn't, like, too enthused going through it. It wasn't, you know, just... I don't know. I just felt, like, kind of bored going through it, you know? It wasn't bad. It just... For one, I had to wind up asking the... uh the, the developer to send me the PDF guide because I had no idea how to get through the first dream sequence thing. Yeah, so I thought I, when I played it, I only, I only got to like the part where you switch to the guy in the prison, but I thought all the prompts were like incredibly hard to miss or hard to see, I should say. Like, I missed yeah, so much stuff in like just the first level, and I was like looking around for 15 minutes in this area going. There's something here. I know there is, because I need to progress exactly. further Exactly, that's why I had to use the guy, because there's a part where you're, like, watching yourself sleep. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, what the hell am I supposed to press so that I can move along? And I'm pressing everything, and I'm like, I don't see anything here. And then the guy's like, oh, yeah, there's this little light that's supposed to show up, and you're supposed to press it, and you're going to see this ghost go down, and then you follow the ghost or whatever. I'm like, okay... Yeah. I did not see this at all. <laughs> like, that looked nice, and it was kind of an interesting world, but... Yeah. It just, I just couldn't see, like, what, was ha what they wanted me to do. Well, speaking of those kind of games, they did uh, announce that uh, episode two of... Um, what you call it? Borderlands? No, not, not Borderlands. Uh, Life is Strange. Life is Strange comes out next week. Yeah, Border, uh, Tales from Borderlands Episode 2 comes out on Tuesday. So I'm going to have to buy that and then buy Life is Strange next week. So. You don't have the season pass? Oh, I don't get the season passes because I wind up not having $20 right then to be able to spend on that. that that'd be a problem. <laughs> yeah. 
Plus, I need to save up money for... I don't know what's going to be coming soon. I, I'm i getting... Uh, I'm excited because tomorrow at this time, I'll probably be still installing. Hopefully, it doesn't take forever. For some reason, I guess, it's, I guess it is because my PS4... The PS4 only has the 2.4 gigahertz. Uh, it takes so much longer than my Xbox One does to install stuff. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that whenever I... Uh, the GameStop is literally like... I think half a mile from my house. But I probably still will be installing uh, Typo and the episode Dust Guy tomorrow around this time. Because so, <laughs> they're doing a midnight for that, Battlefield Hardline and... I forgot the other game that's coming out all at the same time. And I keep wondering if I need to... Even Gary says he's uh, interested in Battlefield Hardline, and I can't deny it. The story kind of has me thinking whether I want to buy it or not. But, uh, I mean, I guess credit to uh, EA for making something a little bit different than they normally do with Battlefield. So, that's uh, something. Hopefully it does well. <laughs> I hope so, too. That way they can keep making different battle lines. Uh, it's uh, Mario Party... No, Mario Party 10 doesn't come out till Friday. It's the DMC Definitive Edition. Okay. That comes out on Tuesday as well. I like so, DMC a lot. <laughs> yeah? Oh, yeah. It's great. The first good DMC game to me. <laughs> Yeah, that's what uh, Robert was saying. He really liked that game, too. And that Forza Horizon 2 Fast and the Furious standalone thing comes out uh, on Tuesday as well. You should, you should pick up Horizon 2 sometime. <laughs> I will. The next time it goes on sale, I might really think about it, because I, I really like those kind of racing games a lot more than the uh, really difficult Forza normal Forza. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so let's, uh, get started, I guess, with, um, the most pressing news. Uh, Daniel sent me a big long text about this, and he's probably right about it, that, um, a Charter 4 getting delayed until 2016. This is, you know, they kept saying that it was going to come out this year after all the stuff about you know, with uh, Amy Henning leaving and all the other few people that were working on the game leaving and everything. It just felt like they were just spinning everybody's wheels to make you think that it was coming out. That maybe they had it all ready to go or whatnot. And voila, there it is. The announcement of it coming in 2016 because apparently the game is much more expansive and... Bigger than they thought it was going to be, I guess. I don't know how you make a game and not know how big it's going to be when you're making it. I'm... Yeah, the scope can always expand, but yeah, it seems a little weird. <laughs> so what do you, uh, do you think that this uh, hurts anyone that maybe was holding out for Uncharted to buy the PS4 and now they're feeling like, well, is there anything else, anything to look forward to now for the... This is this is what needs to happen. When Bloodborne ships, there needs to be a sticker on every front of the box saying, "Here, this is all you're going to get for the year." <laughs> I hope you, I hope you enjoy. 
That's sad, but true. <laughs> or the order eighteen sixty six didn't exactly set the world on fire. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Well, I mean, and if you don't really like Dark Souls, I mean, there's not really a reason to. I mean, Bloodborne is pretty much Dark Souls with a different skin and different world, so. Between know, I, between the two, Microsoft has a much more optimistic, uh, like exclusive games outlook for the year. Yeah, and they already released the patch for Master Chief Collection that made them go, "Oh yeah, we need to bundle it with a new Xbox One bundle." Uh, I don't know why they didn't make a special Master Chief like Xbox One. I don't know. That would have made me want to go buy it instead of, you know, um, just giving a regular black Xbox One with the game. But I don't know. I guess there was a lot of people that were waiting for the multiplayer to be fixed before they bought bought it. So that'll probably happen for like Halo Five or Halo Six. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I just remember. I don't know if it was Reach or Halo 4 that they had this really awesome like translucent blue Xbox 360 with these awesome looking controllers and it made me really want one even though I already had 360 <laughs> weird I don't remember that one yeah it was it was pretty sweet looking but maybe that's just uh, yeah I know I know cause my uh, sister's uh, boyfriend at the time had it and that's and he gave me one of his old Xbox 360 controllers because he had those. Okay. Yeah, it's like kind of like neon blue. Or... Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So I'm looking through, and, you know, they've got all these, you know, all the indie ones, and, and it will be the show. If you like uh, baseball, which I know uh, Randy Isbell, who was part of the 4PC and the game's top five this week, um, he's going to be on 4-on-1 again pretty soon with his with his own podcast and blog. But um, he's a huge fan of the show, and I know there's a lot of people that are. So again, if you like baseball and you like Dark Souls, there's a lot for you, including Dark Souls 2, if you didn't get to play it on the other systems. But, you know, I mean, and I know there's a lot of people that just hate indie games. So there's a lot of, you know, indie games coming. There's the Tweakin' game, which apparently has a demo out that they made a big deal about. They even sent me a press release because of the demos coming out. So maybe I should check it out, actually, uh, for next week. Um, I mean, there is third-party stuff. I mean, I know, we got to remember that it's not just... There's a lot of people that have PS4s that do not care about having an Xbox One or Wii U, or whatever, that all they have is a PS4, and, you know, Mortal Kombat 10 is coming out, you know, you got Shovel Knight coming, uh, you got Bastion, if you never got to play that, um, you know, the Final Fantasy Typo and Dusk Sky, the Final Fantasy 10 10 2 HD Remaster, Witcher 3, I mean, there are games coming out, it's not like you can't play anything on your PS4, because Uncharted didn't come out, but I mean, all this stuff is third party, except for the indie games and a lot of those are already available on other systems i'm looking at things here and i don't really even see anything that's ps4 exclusive that's a major triple a release that has me going okay i need to buy this the biggest thing for me would probably be persona 5 if that comes out yeah. this year but that's also coming to ps3 like every 
game is like cross compatible somehow, which is weird, but good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and if you and if you don't have a working PC for some reason, even though you know, I guess you can. Uh, Broken Age is is coming to PS4. You got Day of the Tentacle. Um, if for some reason you still want another version of Final Fantasy VII, there's that too. <laughs> <laughs> The, the remastered PC version. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, and that's the thing. Like, you know, Xbox One has Halo 5, which hopefully by then they figured out the all, all the kinks to that. You know? Um, I don't remember after Halo 5, though, what they have this exclusive. Ah, uh, Forza, something overdrive. Uh, yeah. Well, but that's not somebody out. Like, you know, I guess you can kind of orient the blind force and that that's an indie, but it's there. Um, which is, it's apparently really, really good. Now I'm wondering if I want to plop down $20 on that or not. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's few and far between, so that's what makes you wonder. I mean, and you have Tearaway Unfolded, which... I'm kind of interested in because I'm not buying a Vita, and I remember that being one of the awesome games for the Vita, so I kind of want to get it, but, you know, once again, it's something that might not appeal to everyone, and Uncharted was that game that, even if, even if you never played the other Uncharted, just seeing the way the game is, knowing the hype that's going to be behind it, it's that game that makes you go, okay, this is a PS4. Uh, and Daniel brought up No Man's Sky, too. Yeah, I mean, it's still such a nebulous game, though. I mean, hopefully it comes out this year, but I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Daniel brought up Quantum Break, but there was a lot of stuff happening this week about, basically, this guy that apparently might have worked for some Dutch PR and for Microsoft. He doesn't work for them anymore leaked out that this might be a 2016 game, which makes a lot of sense since we haven't heard a whole lot about it. We saw that big video, you know, where they showed us, like, I think 15 minutes of it or whatever, but it still doesn't mean that it might come out this year. It could come out at the beginning of next year, like Dying Light did, which would probably be more make more sense for it. And we also know that Remedy does not care about making release dates. They come out with games when they want to come out with them, and the good thing about Remedy, though, is you know the game's going to be good because they take their time to polish it and everything. So, uh, I I don't know. I just think that this, if you're holding out for a PS4 now, I like indies, so it doesn't bother me. I mean, I, I'm cool with, like, you know, Helldivers and, and uh, I mean, I have Shovel Knight on 3DS and I have Bastion on my 360, but, like, Axiom Verge looks awesome to me. And stuff like that, but there's a lot of people that cannot stand indies. And I mean, what do you think? Like, seriously, if you're sitting here, you're you're sitting here, right? Like, thinking about whether you want a PS4, or Xbox One. I'm getting a PS4 first, just because I don't like the Xbox One, Xbox One like policies. Still. <laughs> policies of what? Well, like the whole like TV integration thing, like how, how that was supposed to be such a big deal, like. It'll never matter to me. 
Well, it doesn't matter to me either. I've never, I've thought about it a couple of times, but I don't want to leave my Xbox on that long. Or like the whole Connect uh, is still kind of, it's not required, but it makes like navigating the system a lot easier. And I agree with that. Trying to find stuff sometimes is a little annoying without Connect. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I can still find the things that I need to. I mean, the the games are right there in front of you. It has its own little section that all you have to do is go down and you find it. The same thing with the and the apps are in the same section as the games. It's more about like you know, and all you have to do is go over a little bit and you can go straight to the store. I mean, it's just finding if you need to go search for something, it's a little bit more annoying. Yeah. Than just saying the command or whatever, but. Uh, the, the the thing that bothers me is the uh, you know the hard drive space is less, so if you don't have an external hard drive, it is kind of annoying. Um, like I already have my Xbox One filled up, and the reason why I have Final Fantasy Type Zero for my for the PS4 instead is because it's filled up, and I don't want to use my external hard drive that I have on my computer uh, for the Xbox One because then I can't use it for my computer. So I don't want to have to spend another $130, $150 to buy another external hard drive. Which I will say, I don't know why the PS4 or why Sony at all has decided that they are only going to approve the internal hard drives. That doesn't make sense to me. I would hope that at some point, like maybe at E3, they announce that they support external support because why? that's really stupid. You can just pop a hard drive in the PS4. Can? Yeah, it just takes it's just a screw. <laughs> oh really? I don't I mean, know on the on the well on the on the three sixty it's not that difficult. You just pop it out on the side and pop it back in, but Well, yeah, but you're still limited to like what they authorize. You can't just put it like the PS four you can just slide in any drive and it's fine. Right. Oh, you. Well, I thought it had to be the PS4, like one terabyte drive. That was the only one that they supported. Well, that's the only one they might support, but any, any drive will work. <laughs> just oh, like really? The, just like the PS3. <laughs> well, but where do you get these internal big drives from? They're just laptop hard drives. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's fine. I don't They're know. More... I just think external is so much easier to use. You just pop in the USB. And you format it, and there it is, instead of having to do anything to your system. I just. Yeah, but I like taking the system apart. <laughs> ah, well. No, so but it, I, I, I would but, say that like, the internal one's just easier, because it's just take out the screw, pop it in, and you're done. Like, nothing, nothing else to worry about. True, I mean, somebody could knock over your the external one or, or whatever, but... Yeah, it, it, there's not another plug you have to take up on your, you know, power strip or whatever, which mine, I don't know how I would do that, because I think mine's full at the moment. I got, like, a real beastly power strip, like, last year, because I had to, so it, there's, like, 14 outlets on it. Damn. But, uh, but, but seriously, if you were... Let's take out the aesthetics of it, just gaming-wise. There's not gaming-wise. There's not really a great reason to buy a PS4 right now. It's all about just the potential. Like, 
the Xbox One just has a better lineup right now, but the PS like the PS3 had kind of had the same problem of eventually it'll catch up and like might not surpass the Xbox One's so, like in certain game in certain like genres, but in other ways it'll vastly outperform it. Right. You know, when it comes to the RPGs and all that, that's where you know the PS4 will be alright, but I mean, even like the big ones that the PS3 had on Xbox are now going to be on Xbox One, so you know, the Kingdom Hearts and the Final Fantasies and all that stuff, so I think Persona is still just, uh, just for P- like PlayStation Right, mode, Persona is but I mean, that's like almost the only one at this point Yeah <laughs> Daniel points out a great <laughs> he, has, he makes it, he does make a great point that you know, the whole big deal when the PS4 came out was that greatness awaits. Well, we're still awaiting greatness of the PS4 right now. Well, consoles always take a few years to kind of get going. Yeah, I mean, they, I mean, really, we have to be honest, though. Like, the Xbox really got lucky with Sunset Overdrive. For a lot of people, the Master Chief Collection isn't worth it without the multiplayer working, and it just now started working, and we're talking about the game coming out in... Well, it was October, right? Yeah. Or, yeah, it, and we're just now in March, almost six months, and it's it took them six months to make the entire game work. So you know that's and that's one of your big games that you're hoping of, hoping for, and you know they're gonna do this with gears. With at least the first three gears, they're going to put this into a collection because they're making a whatever they're going to call the uh, the next gears. And you have to wonder if that's going to be a problem for them for the multiplayer for that, too. You know, are, are they even going to have it fixed by Halo 5? That's that's another thing, too. So. <laughs> well, I think Drive Club works pretty well at this point still, uh, you know. For what they wanted to do, Daniel. I don't know about... Except for that PS Plus version. <laughs> yeah. But then again, you know, they don't have to release the PS Plus version. They can just say, well, we had to cancel it because we just want to make sure Drive Club works. And people we're who pu- bought the game, they deserve that, I guess. We're putting all of our energy into Drive Club 2. Oh God! Seriously, if they make a drive, well, you know what? The order already has a second game, so I guess it shouldn't surprise anybody. And they keep making Gran Turismo games. <laughs> yeah, but those games are actually good, you know. So you know, there's a lot of people that still love those games a lot. So I mean, it shouldn't really. Surprise. They're going to keep making that until it does not sell. And I think, what was it, the one on the last one they made for the PS3 was like one of the highest selling PS3 games ever. So, I mean, that proves it right there. They just, they got to keep making them until they don't sell anymore. It just takes them five years to make one. <laughs> well, at least they're not coming out with them every year, you know. Like, I mean, I think really Microsoft needs to take a break from Forza, but that's just me. I mean, not not that the game sucks, but it's just like, at some point. Well, at least that's on, that's on like a bi-yearly schedule. It's not every year. 
Well, yeah, but they're still coming out with another game. It's like if Gran Turismo came out with a arcade Gran Turismo. It'd be the same thing. You're still coming out with... That might be great, though. I mean, it'd be great to see him try to experiment with that franchise a little. <laughs> True. So, they did release the uh, MPD numbers for February. Uh, PS4 is, once again, the top-selling console for the month with their 20 million PS4 consoles sold uh, in its lifetime. And PS4 and Xbox One are still outselling PS3 and, X and 360 uh, by 60% at this point in their life cycles. So, once again, these consoles just selling out a bunch of hype right now. Uh, really, just that's just so funny to me. People talk so much about games, but these consoles just keep selling. Doesn't matter. Uh, and supposedly, I don't know where Xbox, you know, Microsoft is really getting these numbers from, but I guess they were trying to make it look good uh, compared to, you know, the fact that they lost again in the monthly sales. The they supposedly claim there's an 84% increase. Uh, in the number of Xbox Ones sold between last month and this month. So, I, I don't know where they're getting this number, but apparently Xbox Live users spend an average of 74 hours on the service throughout February, which is almost like 19 hours a week. So That's a lot. Okay. Yeah, that is a lot. Uh, it's apparently three times the amount of hours the average user spends on social networks. So that's good for Microsoft, right? They're, they're playing their Xbox Live. That's that's good. Uh, Nintendo, though, uh, did not. Uh, they they we I think we already gave you the number for the Nintendo 3DSs that were sold in the U.S. That that 395,000 number. That's still the number they're reporting. Uh, but the best-selling game of 2015 February is The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask 3D. It outsold Evolve, Dying Light, The Order, and Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate. So there you go. An old N64 game outsold Evolve, The Order 1886, Monster Hunter, and Dying Light. What does that say about... And Dragon Ball Xenoverse. So what, what does that say... No one in this, no one in this country cares about Monster Hunter. <laughs> yeah, Monster Hunter was number ten. Surprisingly, at least it was there. But I mean, like you know, this is still an old game. I mean, it got remade and everything, but it's still an old game. You think it's just you know people saw this with their new 3DS and said, okay, I gotta buy me a new game that came out. That's probably partially it, but also that like just Majora's Mask is such a weird Zelda game that people probably want to play it again, or play it for the first time. It can have such a mystique about it that people, even if they don't know about it, probably will try to give it a shot. Yep. And Majora's I mean, Mask is great. <laughs> and it's not like, once again, it's not like we have these great, you know, I, I, this is one of those times where like, uh, you know, people say, oh, well, the reviews aren't going to matter for the game. Well, the reviews obviously impacted the order because there was a lot of people that canceled their pre-orders. And if, you know, you wonder if we wouldn't have seen any reviews for the order if it wouldn't have been in the number two or three spot or whatever. But it's in the ninth spot. 
behind all these other games that have been out for a long time. Minecraft, uh, 2K15, NBA 2K15, Grand Theft Auto 5, uh, which apparently all sold best on the PS3, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. And then, you know, you have Dying Light, which is still selling. And this is a game that came out at the end of January. And Evolve, which came out towards the, I would say, middle of February. And even then, Evolve supposedly sold the most on PS4, even though Xbox One had a lot of exclusive stuff for it. So, you know, it's just, I think it's funny, the people that kept claiming Evolve was going to be this great game, and we're going to be talking about it for a long time. I don't know that a lot of people are really talking about Evolve at this point. Um, it just sold that much because there's really nothing else to play for these systems that if you want something new. But kudos to Nintendo. They keep finding ways to make themselves relevant, even though they're not the graphical powerhouses of the other two systems. So. And then Daniel, of course, tells us that, yeah, we do remember when Evolve was supposed to be that game that was supposed to be selling systems, and I don't know. You played a little bit of it, right? Me? No. Yeah, oh, no. I, I never bothered to pre-order because I don't like that type of game. I've just heard that it's it gets really old really fast, unless you want to spend a lot of money on DLC. Yeah, or if you again, if you had like a group of people to play together, that'd probably be fun. But yeah, that's about it for me. That'd be about it for me. And, and I don't have that. How many group. times can you play as the monster, and how many times can you play as those guys? And it doesn't, well, you know. Well, if you if you keep unlocking new guys or I guess new monsters, then probably for a little while. I mean. That's always a problem with me for, like, Left 4 Dead is it's like, well, I played through this once, and that's it. <laughs> right. Because at least, at least in Evolve, like, there are different character classes, and Left 4 Dead, it's all, you're playing all the same damn character. <laughs> True. Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't keep on... I mean, there's a certain number that... You, I think you get to, like, level three of the characters, and that's it. You don't unlock any more of them, so... No, you do. There are other okay. characters to unlock in Evolve. Oh, there is? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I thought there was just, like, two separate versions of all the four characters. No, there are on. actual other characters. Oh, okay, okay. And they have different abilities. Okay, that makes sense. Then. Like, the, the core monster is just, like, a, uh, like, ground monster, but after you play as that monster for a while, you unlock the next one, which is, like, a flying one. Right. So, I mean, that's, I think that's what, that's the whole... I, concept with the DLC is you can just buy, keep buying like additional monster types or like soldier types and that's fine but right but it's still money you're spending yeah so after you bought a $60 game uh, the, the amiibos keep selling as well they have sold up to 3.5 million figures and Nintendo somehow wants to replace these with cards why Nintendo you're selling assloads of these things just Find a way to keep making the things. Stop delaying them. GameStop has delayed the Shulk figure, which is exclusive to GameStop. Seriously. It's easier to make a card than it is to make a character. <laughs> I know, but I mean, I, I know they don't have... I don't know what, what it is. And, uh, Disney and Skyliners might have, must have like sweatshops or something that they're producing these in. But, you know, Nintendo apparently just... They want to take more uh, quality care with their stuff or whatever it is their excuse is that 
they can't meet the demand because they weren't expecting this stuff to sell or whatever. Some play, I think like Target and I think I don't know if it was Best Buy or somebody else, but I know Target was one of them that said they aren't even gonna stock any of the Wave Three or, or Wave Four figures because they're just tired of dealing with the people that come in and can't find anything and complain about their pre-order not being there and boy Nintendo you gotta figure out something and I don't think the card thing is gonna work I think people are just gonna get into a backlash if they come out with the cards I mean it's I'm, great for convenience the card thing will work because you can just put them online and print them out yourself <laughs> yeah and then it'll be that's not really good, because then you're going to get counterfeited cards and all that stuff. Nintendo has always had like a weird like obsession with cards. Remember like the e-reader for the Game Boy? Yes. That, that was not good. I never understood that thing. Why? Like, it's like if, if you scan, use 10 or 20 cards, and you can play Ice Climbers. It's like, no, I'm good, thanks. Nope. If I really wanted to play Ice Climbers, I can find other ways to play that. But, I mean, I just, you know, I keep, now that I have that new 3DS and the I have Smash Brothers and I keep going, oh, I'll just buy one, but I know what's going to happen. I'll buy Kirby and go, oh, but I want Pikachu, and then I'll buy Pikachu, and oh, but I want this one, and then I'll wind up just like everybody else and very broke. And then I don't even have the excuse that it's for my kids, it's for me, and it looks really bad. <laughs> Just buy the gold Mario, that's all you need. <laughs> right, yeah, the gold Mario. It apparently has not been delayed, it is still coming out on Friday, so... Everybody that was just waiting for that gold Mario, go line up at Walmart, should be there. Or, well, you hope, anyway. Uh, Minecraft could get banned in Turkey because it apparently has too much violence. Somehow I start laughing at this. And, and yeah, because Turkey's always been a violence-free country. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> it's like GTA ban in Turkey? <laughs> you know? I don't think so. I mean, of all the games that... I mean, there are, like, enemies and the creepers and all that stuff in Minecraft, but it's not anywhere near a lot of these games that come out now. It's just... Do you understand any of this? Like... I think their excuse was like it's Minecraft is for kids, and they don't like kids playing it or something like that. But Minecraft is rated E over here, so any kid can play it. Yeah. The the uh, Turkey's Ministry of Family and Social Policies uh, are thinking of banning it because their children's services general directed directorate investigated it and found that the game can be seen as encouraging creativity in children via building and crafting uh but because hostile creatures have to be called in the process um it the game is based on violence you know it'd be really funny if a turkish father told his son not to go play minecraft and then he said, I'm going to go, now, go play something else. i got to go strap on my suicide vest and go visit the market. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Turkey, like, they have terrorism over there. That's one of the big Yeah, they states. do. <laughs> That's one of the big countries. Like, just terrorism is fine, kids. Just don't play that Minecraft. <laughs> well, 
Not every Turkish person's a terrorist. That's just, you know... But it's it literally could be possible that a lot of kids are playing Minecraft, whereas, you know, the actual percentage of the terrorist Turkish people is, you know, much less. <laughs> just saying. So Phil Spencer says that the HoloLens existing does not mean that they are not making a VR. Um, they are looking forward into where this space is going to go. I think Phil Spencer's smart if what he means is we're waiting to see if Morpheus actually works before we, you know, come out with our own VR. Which, uh, to that, I say, yes, just wait. Because it's not like people are just going to flock to this thing and it's going to be the next revolution. And I just don't see it. Like, do you see it? I think there are some applications for for sure, but... I'm not... It all depends on the games itself, like if they actually try to use it or not. Like, I think it's... Apparently Morpheus is, like, supposed to be very comfortable. It doesn't give you that nauseous feeling that you get with, like, maybe Oculus or whatever, but still. Did you see that video I sent you for that, like, new retro arcade thing? Yes. Like, that would be cool. Mmm, yes. I would totally agree with that. And if they had, like, a pinball version of that especially, I I would... I'd get that for for damn sure, but uh, like playing, it depends on the type of game. Like I don't think a third person game would work too well. Like like playing like Metroid Hunter or not Hunter Metroid uh, Prime, that'd be a great game for like an Oculus or a Morpheus or whatever. Yeah, I would agree. But like a first person Mario, nope. Yeah, I don't want to get dizzy and be freaking myself out playing, playing all that. Plus, I'd rather just play it with the controller in my hand and not have the VR thing. It just doesn't appeal to me like that. Yeah. I just never been a VR person, but like maybe if I was one of those people that actually got to try it out and, and see what it was like, then maybe, but... I had a feeling if I had when I just used it as a movie screen. <laughs> yeah, it would be pretty immersive. You know, you wouldn't... You could just forget everything and just be all into that uh one thing that really excited me uh, that came out this week tim schaefer says that out of all his games he would like to most revisit psychonauts and brutal legend two games that i absolutely love i would love to see another psychonauts game uh he says that they actually had to throw away half the game because they had to get it done two years too late. Psychonauts or Brutal Legend? Psychonauts. Okay. Oh, no, it's Brutal Legends. Um, Psychonauts, he's, he says it's actually really interesting because he can just keep making more brains and uh, every time you can just go into somebody else's world and it's different. I halfway agree with that. Psychonauts 2 would be great. Brutal Legend 2? Nope. <laughs> Why not? Because Brutal Legend was good for a half hour until it turned into a strategy game. <laughs> well, I agree. Yeah, the strategy game part was... That was the game. Like, they fooled you into thinking it would be like, like a metal version of Ocarina, and it wasn't. Yeah, I agree. Like, if, if they made that, that would have been cool. Or if Brutal Legend 2 was like, nope, no RTS crap, just... Kill enemies. He has to know that nobody liked the RTS part. 
Like, if he was going to make another Brutal Legends, he would have to, like, I would hope that people would be like, please don't put the RTS crap in there. Just make it all about uh, Eddie Briggs and his journey or whatever. Killing giant spiders and, and all that stuff. Just, yeah. I I'd hope. Broken Age 2, though, or Broken Age Act 2, because I really enjoyed the first one. I haven't played it yet. I, like, I have it, but it's... Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things you can wait on. It's not, you know... Yeah. Pressing anything. Well, something we'll be, we will be waiting on, but at least you don't have to have an Xbox One to play it. Titanfall 2 has officially been announced as PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Um... So yeah, you know, is this is this a big blow to Microsoft to not have Titanfall be console exclusive? No, because no one's playing Titanfall anymore. <laughs> well, they did give away all the DLC for free now. I got all that. That was nice. I got all that on all three systems. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, but you know, do you uh, did that in make you want to play the game? The fact that you could. Or you already had it without... I had the PC version, but I'm not going to reinstall it, because that PC version has like 50 or 60 gigabytes. Yikes. And there's just not enough... Like, to me, maps don't make make a game. It's like the ramp for, like, why am I leveling up, or what am I, like, ultimately doing? <laughs> like, if they make... If, when, when they make Titanfall 2, they better include a story mode that actually has, like, a story in it. And a, bit, and a much more nuanced rant for multiplayer to keep people interested. Yeah. I mean, they said that apparently, you know, it they uh, it was one of their goals to do multiplayer. But, you know, in hindsight, I guess, they feel like it was the wrong decision because it made, people not, made a lot of people not want to play the game. Yeah. So now I guess now they're thinking about putting a single-player component into the second one. Like, it doesn't need to be great, but at least give me something. Like, you don't need to have, like, Kevin Spacey in a robot suit, though that would be cool. But at least something. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the one thing that turned me off, was, like, I'm not a big multiplayer person when I'm playing, you know, like... I've said it on here, I loved Advanced Wars single-player mode, but I played it once, and I was done with it. And, you know, that took me about, like, two days to play, but I don't really care to play the multiplayer, so... I've actually had been playing that pretty often on for the past few months. How is it? I mean, I know the exosuit makes it a lot more fun, but... I'm, like, level 44, I think. It's fine. Like, you get into some... I, I'm not a great multiplayer person in that game, so I have some matches where I'm, like, four, like, four kills and, like, 19 deaths, but some matches you, like, can do well at, so it's all, like, it's pretty hit or miss with me, but I'm just, like, unlocking stuff in it. Like, every few matches, you get, like, a supply drop, or you finally, you get, you get to a new level, and it's like, well, new stuff now, cool. Okay, that's cool. Like, Titanfall, yeah, oh, sorry. At least they keep giving you an incentive to keep playing, you know. Yeah, Titanfall had, like, cards. Like, they were all, like, you can only use a card for this one match. And it's like, well, I know. I, that's dumb. 
Yeah, that kind of seems silly. Like, what? It, I mean, what, what would the car really do? It was like give gives you like an extra ability, or gives you like a more powerful weapon, or like a, a better Titan, or like if you kill uh, the grunt soldiers, like it increases your Titan respawn time or stuff like that. And some of it was good, but it was like it's still all just single use weapon, single use cards that. After the match is done, they they disappear. Man, that does yeah. And Titanfall did have some unlocked, but like there, were, I think there were only th- maybe three or four actual Titan classes, and it's like that's just not enough. And you could like equip them with different weapons and stuff, but it's still like no. <laughs> it needs. It should have been like six or seven at least. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Like, you'd think that it being a multiplayer game, you would want to give people a reason to keep coming back to it aside from just, you know, the actual, like, doing the stuff with the mechs and all that stuff. Like, letting people unlock things constantly. You know, I'll say that, uh, you know, it's it's a totally different game. But uh, Theater Rhythm does this. Like, every, like, 3,000 Rhythmia that I get or whatnot, um, or is it? No, and it's not three. It's every like three hundred rhythmia that I get, I unlock something new. Whether it's a different like little song, or they have these like little uh, movie songs that you can play one each for each game, uh, each uh, Final Fantasy game. Or I can unlock a new character. I can unlock you know just just cool different things that even though I'm at like a million rhythmia at this point, I'm still unlocking stuff. And it yeah. took me a while to do that. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Advanced Warfare does the same thing. Like, every few matches, you get a supply drop, which is like a creative craft. And you can unlock, like, a new gun or a lot of it's cosmetic stuff. You can unlock, like, an elite pair of pants. It's like, well, this is stupid. But, like, unlocking guns is a good way to like, get yourself acquainted with new weapons. Yeah, really. I mean,. Just uh, doesn't make any sense the way they did, but maybe that's something they can fix in Titanfall too, right? Yeah, I mean, I I still prefer t- like how Titanfall moved and handled over like Advanced Warfare personally, but there just there just wasn't enough content in Titanfall itself to like keep it keep it installed, even if they had the season pack now or season pass. Daniel says that. The cards actually provided something different than what you normally get in a game, so that was what was good about it. We can unlock like a better version of like the weapon you're carrying, or like a new weapon, or like a sonar pulse, and be all unlock that stuff eventually anyway. Yeah, sure. Then again, that's why a lot of times the first games of these things that you know are going to be series aren't that. You know, are are sort of they're good to great, but they're not like you know the standout version of them. So yeah, just go back to the drawing board and see what you get out of it. Uh, speaking of that hard drive space you were talking about before, Battlefield Hardline is going to also take up 60 gigs on your computer. Did you see that Star Citizen thing? No, but uh, it's going to take up a. It's gonna take up a hundred gigabytes. 
Well, yeah, geez, all the money they keep pouring into that thing, it better be huge. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and it, don't want to, aren't they going to port that over to the, to the Xbox One? They are? Yeah. I thought that was uh, Elite Dangerous. I didn't oh, you're right. Porting it yeah. You are right, yeah. Which, is that game actually good, or are you not? I haven't played it. I've heard the PC version was good, but it wasn't, uh, you know, anything otherworldly or whatever, you know. Yeah. The best game of those I've ever played is uh, called Freelancer, like a decade ago. Is it just similar, it's like a space... Uh... Well, it's made by the same guy doing uh, Star Citizen, or he, like, had a role in it. Uh, I guess that's why but everybody's the, all up about this game, because that guy made it. But the cool part was you could, like, control your ship with a mouse, like, in third person. Oh, okay, that's cool. So you had, like, mouse, it was a kind of, like, mouse look, but, like, you moved the mouse right, that your ship would turn right also. So it actually made a lot of sense. Right. So apparently a lot of people are upset, well... I guess whoever had Lego... Well, I would be kind of upset about this, too, because I would want an end. But apparently Lego the Hobbit will not have Battle of the Five Armies DLC. And people are upset about that, so... I don't know why you wouldn't create an end to your game. Because they can sell you another game eventually. <laughs> you're really going to make a Lego the Hobbit Battle of the Five Armies... game? And Didn't they make it? a... Didn't they make a Lego Indiana Jones too? Did they? Well, they made three Batmans, but that was a different deal. Like, you know. Or, well, yeah, they made three Batmans, and the third one had all the Justice League in it, so that's what made it cool or whatnot, but... I, I have a lot of problems with the Lego franchise. Like what? Like, they don't like, actually improve the games at all. Well, I guess, again, it's one of those things when people, those kids keep buying them. You know, you don't yeah. have a reason to continue to improve upon it. Just put a different skin on there with a different character, and it's new to people. Yeah, they've only been doing it for the past decade. Yeah. I mean, they should have improved it by then, but... Well, they, they've improved it in, like, subtle ways, but nothing, like, drastically. Well, I want, what do you I'm, want them to do? I'm on multiplayer. <laughs> oh, I agree with that, yeah. Because, uh... I know the game's for kids and all, but, like, you don't need to be Nintendo. You can let people do online multiplayer. One of them had it. I think it was, like, Lego Batman 2 actually had online multiplayer. And they like, that was the only one that had it. It's bewildering that they took it out. That doesn't make any sense. I guess they must have had a lot of kids get uh, trolled or something or maybe the kids are being mean to other people I don't know but yeah so apparently uh, Hyrule Warriors apparently made uh, the Dynasty Warriors uh, the people actually reinvigorated into making more things for Dynasty Warriors uh, or at least have more collaborations with uh, Dynasty Warriors. Yeah. Which I think might be a good way to introduce it from now on because 
that's the only reason I ever cared about playing a Dynasty Warriors game was because all the Zelda characters were in it. What What about Gundam Dynasty Warriors? Oh, that's true, yeah. <laughs> I've heard that's actually not too bad either. But, you know, then again, that's, that's the point. Like, you're just killing a bunch of things. So, why would you want to kill a bunch of things with the same freaking, you know, ch- Asian warrior people why not have something different and you know link provided that i don't think the gundam one sold that well it's probably why yeah or, or at least the link one opened them up to a new audience they didn't have before you can get a pokemon gundam warriors now oh man that would be awesome i will go buy that day one pikachu thundering everyone bam just awesome <laughs> Uh, Splatoon supposedly has a mule support, which probably just means they're going to unlock different costumes or whatever, even though there are, there are some wild ideas that perhaps, um, we might get, like, because it's supposed to originally be a Mario game, that we might get, like, uh, you know, Mario and Luigi get to be characters in the game or something like that, which I don't know how Mario could be a squid, but I guess it's possible, yeah, he's put on a squid suit. That could happen too. I just think you're taking away from the game if you bring in the amiibo so that you can have extra characters in the game. Like the way they did it for Codename Steam with having the Fire Emblem guys, that makes sense because it's made by the same people and it's the same kind of game. But you're trying to push a new IP. You tell somebody you can put Mario in this game, it's going to sell because of Mario. It's not going to sell because of it being Splatoon. Do you kind of see where I'm going? Do you agree with me? or? Oh, yeah, but it's the same... It was the same arguments against, like, Soul Calibur 4 when they had, like, Darth Vader and Yoda in it. It's like, this is dumb. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Or, or Soul Calibur 2 when they had Link in it. I mean, that's the only reason. Hey, they... But Link was awesome in that game, though. Yeah, but it was the only reason people bought that GameCube version because they agree. had Link in it. That's the whole reason I bought the GameCube version. <laughs> like no one, fuck, no one bought the PS2 version because no one wanted to play Saihachi in it. Yeah, who the, f- who the hell would be like? Yeah, I just wanted Saihachi so bad. <laughs> Not like Spawn, I could understand, but yeah, just. I think they need to be careful, though, because, you know, then you have to promise that in every other version of Splatoon, and that's a bad road to go on. Well, I mean, I don't think Splatoon's going to be, like, a yearly game or anything. I mean, if they make another one, it'll probably be at least two or three years off. (laughs) Oh, I agree. Plus, Splatoon could probably be, like, a platform thing where they just keep adding game modes and stuff like that to it. It's not... Yeah. Well, that's if Nintendo wants to do that, because they won't even talk about DLC for Smash Brothers, so... And that's... That's weird, because they're doing DLC for Mario Kart. So, it doesn't make sense. Uh, Level 5 is supposed to have some kind of special announcement, which they're calling Level 5 Vision the beginning. It's supposed to be a next-generation major cross-media project. Uh which maybe means a new level 5 game in development 
They did confirm that they're making another Professional Layton game. No surprise. Duh. And then Fantasy Life 2, which might be a surprise to people. Because I didn't think Fantasy Life 1 was going to do so well, but it did. And uh, Yokai Watch 3, which I don't think those even come out here. Uh, the Yokai Watch games haven't come out here, right? They're Japanese only. So, I love level 5 games. Nino Kuni is awesome. I liked, uh, was it Rock I, Galaxy? I really tried to get into both those games. <laughs> I, I just, I love the crap out of Nino Kuni. I don't, it probably has to do a little bit with the Pokemon aspect, but I just, I love the Studio Ghibli stuff, the, or Ghibli, I don't know how, how you say that. But, um, yeah, like, there's some of that, like, in Dark Cloud, even, even going back to Dark Cloud, but then they have had misses with the White Knight Chronicles and stuff like that. But, I mean, overall, Level 5 has made some awesome stuff. Are you, uh... I'm trying to think of what it could be. Maybe, uh... Maybe Dark Cloud 3, maybe? I guess not. No. We'll make another uh, Gene Dark game. Yeah, that could be. The Further Adventures of Joan of Arc. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, they made the John Dark game? Yeah. That game is awesome. Well, damn. Maybe I uh, need to help for that, too. Who knows? We shall see. Hopefully, it's just... Maybe it's something completely new. Who knows? And it'll be actually be good. But, uh, a new job listing says that Alien Isolation 2 might possibly get made. I know yeah. Daniel really loved Alien Isolation. It sold. I mean, yeah, it'll make another one. <laughs> just hopefully they make it a little less... Uh, boring after the first however many still hours well that was a common complaint of the first one it's just too long yeah I mean I don't understand why it needed to be long anyway it, you know it just people always bitch about like like minutes or hours versus dollar amount yeah but I mean if it's how long is it like a 20 hour game or something yeah Right. It's late. Um, ten hour game would have been bad, really. I know. But uh, you know, it is what it is, I guess. Uh, Homefront: The Revolution got delayed in 2016. That's no surprise, really. I'm surprised that game didn't get delayed till like 2017 with all the crap that went through with that game. I'm surprised so, the game got canceled. <laughs> yeah, really. The fact that they're still making that game is a miracle, honestly. Number me too. Supposedly, the uh, developer says that it's ready to be made. They already have the main story fleshed out and everything. Um, these are the same people that make this the Life is Strange game. Uh, they're waiting for Capcom to tell them yes. That won't you happen. You want to see another one of these games? I would love it. I really like Remember Me. It had a lot of problems to it that I will like cop to, but it was still a really interesting game. And Capcom will there. never will never make it. <laughs> I still need to go sit there and play that game, but like the combat is not great, and if you face off against more than three enemies, you're kind of screwed in it. And it has some really, like really bad stealth sections, but it like they created a good world for you to explore, kind of. 
and I like the characters in it. So the part where you're actually fighting in the game is not good, but you stay for the story and the characters, what you're saying? Yeah, or just kind of the environment, really. Like, it's just, like, nice to look around the city. Hmm. And the memory stuff like, doesn't come into play that often, which is kind of a weird thing when I played it. Well, at least it's, you know, you get that with Life is Strange, so... Yeah, exactly. I, that's kind of why I bought that game, is because the same studio made it. Yeah, because that ha that's pretty much the basis of that game, so it's, you know, just... At least with the memory, you don't, you don't have to go through that, but... I don't know, still... It's free, I guess, why not? Just have to find time to actually play it. Yeah, it's so, worth it. It's worth playing. It's not that long, but it's it's interesting. I shall think about it. So apparently, remember we talked about the possibility of the uh, the guy in charge of Mortal Kombat 10 said he'd really love to see Jason Voorhees in the game. Well, Jason Voorhees is now in the game as part of the uh, combat pack. Are you going to play with Jason? I'll probably try him out, but I, don't, I never really like... I didn't like, uh... What was it? Freddy in the last game? He was dumb. And they screwed up... They screwed up Scorpion when they put him in Injustice. Yeah, you'd think that... They would try not to screw that kind of thing up. But you, wait, how did they screw up Scorpion? His spear doesn't work right. Uh, in Injustice, when you use the spear, like... He actually pulls you to like he pulls the uh, enemy to him and he kicks him like automatically. Uh. And when you do the powered up version, he pulls him to him normally and then he he stuns him for a few seconds like normal. But it's like, right. wait, what happened here? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. So they basically want you to do the powered up version the entire time. Or something? Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't. You think that would have been seen in testing or something? Well, I mean, it was intentional what they did. I mean, they, they didn't release it and go, like, oops. Like, it was, like, an intentional move on their part. But it's like, why did you ruin Scorpion then? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Why? Yeah. Well, that's what it is, I guess. Yeah. Etrian Odyssey Untold 2 is coming. Uh, sometime 2015 to North America. It's the remake of Etrian Odyssey 2 for the DS. Uh, I don't... Okay, see, I don't understand this. I get that it costs more money to do the translation and the remake and all this stuff, but it's the same thing that I can't stand about the Persona, the Shadow... Uh, the Shadow of Q, or whatever, Persona Q. Um, I guess the other Etrian Odyssey game was this, but, like, why does it have to be $50 when all the other games are either 30 or 40 you have to be special and be fifty dollars for the 3ds. Like, they really? Know, they know the fans will pay for it. <laughs> Just saying, that ten dollars puts it off for a lot of people that might see it and go, "Hey, I like this kind of game," but damn, fifty dollars for a portable game? I'm like, uh, I don't know about that. It's just like, man, I for ten more dollars I can buy a, you know, game on one of my other systems. It just it's just, uh, I don't know, that, that price bothers me sometimes. And then it never seems to go down, too, so that's the other problem. Yeah. 
there's a petition online that people want a remastered version of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. So, okay, why? Yeah, Activision. Uh, why not the first one, at least? Or why two? <laughs> I don't know. There's 100,000 signatures. Just I, I could see, like, the first one, because that's, like, seven or eight years old now. Yeah. But, and Call of Duty 2 is fine, and it still kind of holds up fairly well, but... Or, I mean, if they're going to do that, just, they just do all three at the same time and release it as, like, a combo, like, like a value pack or something. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me, either. Like, the Modern Warfare trilogy or something like that. Yeah, I mean, why didn't they do that? They really would have thought that Activision would have tried to capitalize on that as much as they love to release Call of Duty games every year. I don't... Yeah. Whatever, I guess. Well, too bad uh, I don't have Robert in here to talk about this, but uh, Frozen 2 is happening. Yep. That shouldn't surprise anybody, honestly. Anybody that thought Frozen 2 was not happening is an idiot. Uh, especially after they went to the whole point of making Frozen Fever, the short film, Right before Cinderella, which that might be one of the reasons why it made seventy million domestic. Uh, not that it's going to be bad or anything. Just saying. I heard the reviews were actually pretty good for it. Yeah, I mean Maleficent, I I, I liked it. I I have it at my house by accident because Movie Club does that thing where you have to you have a featured movie every month, and I completely forgot to cancel it, and it sent it to me and charged me <coughs> money, but. Whatever. Um, yeah, so Cinderella made like a million more than Maleficent did its first uh, week. Uh, it made 132 million total, and 25 million in China by itself. Um, this the director of Cinderella was the same guy that did Thor, and it actually made more money than Thor in its first week. So. It's sad that I only know that guy from Wild Wild West, Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. Wow, that is pretty sad. Ooh, Wild Wild West, man. That's such a... Well, he was like a main I, character in that movie. I remember that... That I remember as a kid, I liked that movie. He but, was a bad guy, yeah. Yeah, it's just... Oof. Now I try to watch that, and... I was like, why did I like this again? I don't know. But yeah, Frozen 2... Um, they apparently uh, sat down while they were making the short film and just they all figured how to make a story that would be awesome for a sequel. So how can we make how can we make more money off this? Exactly. You know, but once you get to number two, you know what's going to happen. You're going to get to number three, and you're going to have to make that. And it hit Shrek Forever territory. Yeah, just. Stop at three. Don't get into Shrek Forever territory. But, uh, hey, you know what? Uh, speaking of uh, making you know, a movie that doesn't have a sequel right now, but it's uh, making more than some of Disney's other movies, Big Hero 6 has now earned 
$620 million globally, becoming the highest-grossing animated movie of 2014. Um, $221 million of that was domestic, which makes it the third biggest domestic release of all time behind Lion King and Frozen. Uh, it's now surpassed Tangled. Um, it's the second biggest in Japan, and it's the biggest in China. Um, that didn't surprise me at all. It's supposed to be a San Francisco, Tokyo. It's, of course, it's going to be big in Japan and China. Um, but I love this movie. Uh, now they play it all the time in my store, so every time I walk by the electronic center, which is constantly, I see this movie playing. <laughs> so I've probably seen it a bunch of times by now. But uh, my daughter loves it, which is funny because she only like I can't get her to like Wreck-It Ralph, but she likes this in Frozen. See, that's, um, Wreck-It Ralph is one I'd like to want to see, see sequel on. Yeah, I know. I'd love to see that with like a little bit more modern characters. Um, like to see him jump into like the 90s gaming or something. That would be awesome. He can jump into a Sonic game and just be depressed. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> So, uh, continuing with the Disney uh, stuff, Tim Burton is going to make a CGI live-action Dumbo movie. I think I said it on Facebook, but if Tiny Death is Dumbo, I'm going to fucking burn down Tim Burton's house. <laughs> Why? Because, no, I don't want Tiny Depp to be Dumbo. Well, I mean, that Tiny Depp as Dumbo is a great line. Just cause oh, it's no, true. oh my god, if Johnny Depp is Dumbo, I'm going to, yeah... I love Johnny Depp and all, but seriously, don't ruin Dumbo for me. I'm assuming Dumbo's going to be no one. He doesn't talk in that. I think the only collaboration I've liked those two in was Ed Wood. Oh, Ed Wood was awesome. That's it. They've done like seven movies together at least, and they've all been kind of terrible. He didn't, uh... Okay, Dark Shadows is bad. Um... What's it called? I liked Frankenweenie, but he wasn't... He was a physical actor. He was a voiceover. Um, what's the other movie that they did? I know. I'm, I don't Sleepy know. I can't. Sleepy Hollow. I like Sleepy Hollow. So Corpse Bride. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I like Corpse Bride. Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> Alice in Wonderland is weird to me. I don't hate it. I don't, you know, particularly like it. I don't think it's like the greatest thing ever, but. It's decent. Silent the, Chocolate Factory bothers the crap out of me, but... I think the last movie of, like, Tim Burton directed was Mars Attacks. <laughs> wow. That's a long time ago. <laughs> it feels like a long time ago, anyway. Now I feel really old. Now that you mentioned Mars Attacks. <laughs> I remember being, a, like, really young when that came out. Um, Tron 3 is getting made. Uh, I don't remember Tron Legacy doing that well, but... I did well enough. <laughs> okay. Yay. I mean, I mean, I love Tron. I love Tron, the first Tron. Uh, Tron Legacy was alright. I don't know what they're going to do with Tron 3, but... They'll go inside of a computer again, I would assume. <laughs> and they're also going to make the... They're also remaking the Disney's Bla uh, the Black Hole... I don't know why. 
what is, seriously, why are we making, remaking live action versions of your animated classics? Like, what are you accomplishing with, at least Maleficent was different because it's, like, Sleeping Beauty from her side, but seriously, like, Cinderella again? Like, how many Cinderella's do we, do we have? Like, how many Beauty and the Beast can you possibly retell? I mean, we've had TV shows and other things based on that. Like, honestly, just... Are we that devoid of ideas? You know, you can say that, but I would probably see a live-action version of Aladdin and or DuckTales. Okay, DuckTales, you know, that's, uh, that's one thing, but... Aladdin, really? I would want to see what they do with Iago. <laughs> I'm Gilbert Godfrey. He show up again. Anyway. Somehow. It'll just be him in a suit. It'll be awesome. <laughs> oh, and we are, uh, Daniel's reminding me that we're getting Mallrats, too. Which is awesome! Along with Clerks 3, so... And Kevin Smith. You're, uh... Making me love you again. I, not that I didn't. I still watch Comic Book Man every week, but... So, are you excited for, uh... Clerks 3 or Mallrats 2? I, I would say yes, but I, I, I know about his past few movies. And that makes me scared. <laughs> I heard Tusk was actually... Pretty good. I don't know. Did you not like it or something? No. <laughs> and it... What was that? Red State didn't set the world oh, on fire? Oh, yeah, Red State, yeah. Or, Fury loves that thing. I don't know why, but Red State, I just couldn't get into. Zack and Miri was kind of, like, not offensively okay, but... Yeah. It wasn't a success, and... Uh, and Clerks 2 was fine. I didn't, like, hate it or anything, but... Uh, I thought, like, him, him casting his wife and kids in movies does not work well. <laughs> yeah, it's not... I guess we all can't be Rob Zombie. Few of us can. Yes. <laughs> that, that guy is a lucky man. Yeah, I agree with uh, Daniel. Clerks 2 was his really last, like, I guess you would call, like, That'd be great film or something. I really like Clerks too. Well, it's sad because I loved. Uh, I don't like Mallrats that much, like personally, but I loved like his first four or five movies. Yeah. Like I bought the fucking spree- uh, screenplay to Clerks. You did? Yeah, it came in a book. It was like that and Chasing Amy came in like a book together. Ah, oh, Chasing Amy is great. Yes. And like those two movies, Dogma is great. Like, I even like James Allen and Bob Strike Back. Like, it's a... It's not a serious movie. It's, it's basically like a live-action cartoon. But it's still, like, good. I actually didn't hate Jersey Girl, either. I didn't see that one. <laughs> no one did. <laughs> people... Yeah, some people have, like, you know, a hatred for it, but... I didn't see the, you know, hate in it or anything. And speaking of movies, HBO says no Game of Thrones movie for right now. They're actually trying to get um, David Beanoff and D.B. West to go past eight seasons of the show. They want it to be ten seasons. 
Yeah, of course they do. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, of course they do. Um, they, they, they'd have 20 seasons if they could. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's just, uh, you know, they're overpriced HBO now, and I seriously think it's overpriced, honestly. You can get it for 10 or $12 with your cable. I think if they would have gone for $10, I think well, everybody, I would have thought about cutting the... The funniest thing about last week was when they announced, like, HBO, I think it's HBO Now. Yeah. And it's like, you can finally get HBO and without having a cable bill. And then this, the tagline should have been, as long as you already have an Apple TV, it's the only device it's going to be on. For three it's months. Like, and then all their crap from a few days ago was like, HBO is going, well, piracy isn't a, a content problem, it's a like connection problem or people don't have access to it. It's like, you just locked HBO now to Apple TV. Like, you do realize you're insane, right? Like, most people do not have an Apple TV. Yeah. And HBO Go, so it like, doesn't work for PS3 and PS4. Well, for some, uh, you know, just Comcast. For Comcast, yeah. yeah. Which is only the number one cable company in America, so... That, but that's a Comcast thing and an HBO thing, and it's probably like Comcast wants a bunch of money because they want to run everything through their Comcast crap, which is stupid, but... That's on them, I guess. Yep. Whatever they, they want to do. And PlayStation View's coming out in like two weeks. But only in New York, Chicago, and Philadelphia. And the rest of the country's going to get it by the end of this year sometime. Hopefully. By then, no one will care. So, <laughs> I'm just saying. And it won't have ESPN, so that's going to be an issue. Um... Apparently, 75 channels are going to be eventually available for the thing. You know, I hope it works. I haven't tried out the Sling TV thing at all, but I've heard it's decent. Just... I still don't think that solves the cutting the cord problem, but that's... Maybe that's just me. Do you do you see it? Well, I don't watch TV, but... The only reason they have cable TV now is pretty much sports. <laughs> Yeah, true. Very true. That's the only reason I have it still, because I'm not big into I have to watch some I don't ever watch anything live other than Raw. And that's only because I'm tweeting about it, I'm helping my Facebook group out to post about it, to get other people to post about it, but... And also because I don't want to have to spend my whole Tuesday watching a three-hour thing, I'd rather just watch it live and get it over with, but... You know, other than sports and that, there's really I I don't I can wait till later till it's on demand and then watch it. You know, it's not this big deal to watch it right then, and that's why advertisers are now doing the whole live plus three days as what they count uh, for the shows to get renewed or not because most people don't watch things live unless you're just at the house at the time, and even then. Oh, that's, that's what actually just saved 12 Funkies. <laughs> oh, really? It's the plus three days? Well, it got renewed, yeah, because of all the DVR uh, ratings. Yeah, God, that's so much easier, especially sci-fi. Who the hell is going to sit there and watch that live like that? But yeah, I think 
that's all the big news for this week. I've already mentioned it, but I mean, if for some reason you don't know already, Battlefield Hardline, Final Fantasy Type O with the, if you get it on day one, you can get the Final Fantasy 15 demo, or not demo, but special version that you will never see this part of Final Fantasy 15 again, because it's not going to be an actual game. Uh, the DMC Definitive Edition, if you've never played the other, uh, the last gen one, I would recommend it. It's actually pretty good. The fourth episode of Resident Evil Revelations 2, Bladestorm Nightmare, and uh, Fossil Fighters Frontier, the new Fossil Fighters game for 3DS. You can get that too. And the Awakened Fate Ultimatum, which I need to hurry up and finish reviewing. I just keep running into other things that make me not want to sit through watching a bunch of text. I like visual novels. It's just they the the okay the embargo's over, so I can talk about this. The the dungeon parts are like it has the only reason you ever die is because it has this little meter that goes down. It's like an exhaustion meter. Yeah. And so you know that's the only reason I ever died in the game because the monsters are really not that hard. And so it makes me not want to explore the dungeon because I'm going to die if my thing, my guy gets exhausted before I get to the end of the dungeon. So I feel like it's just going from point A to point B constantly until I get to the end of the level or the end of the dungeon. And then if I die, I lose all my stuff. So then I have to go through all the other dungeons to get the stuff that I had. And that's kind of annoying. They, they could have done that better but then again you know I guess that's to keep you playing it or whatnot. Yep. and Mario Party 10 comes out on Friday so you can play your that amiibo thing uh, play play with your amiibos on the board on the apparently this doesn't work as intuitively as you would think it's not one of those where you can really pass the gamepad around you actually have to set the amiibo on the gamepad every time you switch people. So if you have more than one amiibo, that person has to put their amiibo down to get the thing to move. It's so That sounds like an easy system. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why you wouldn't just preload all the amiibos once you put them on there once and then you move it when you press the right dice roll, but whatever, Nintendo. You always have your weird systems for things. But yeah, so that's the uh, that's it for this week. Um, I guess I will... Daniel does the Games Factor Fiction in the 401 Game Zone Thursdays. Uh, always check that out. It's usually Steven Randall and someone else. Uh, Robert, not be back next week. He... Uh, well, he doesn't really write anything, but he does podcasts on the Radlitz Broadcasting Network. He, I think he's doing his Sentai Rider podcast uh, right now. It might be done and then gets posted pretty soon. So you can go listen to him and his friend Hunter talk about Kamen Rider Gaim and other Japanese children's shows and Power Rangers and other anime and all the stuff, whatever. 
Um, and I think he did a new um, Metal Hammer Doom. I forgot which band it is that they did. But uh, you can go check that out. If you subscribe to Rash and Broadcasting Network, all the stuff that they do is all there. It'll show up at once. Um, they all get posted. It shows up as one thing, and you just click on it, and all the podcasts are in one one deal. So, yeah. Uh, Mark? Uh, the Heap will be up this week on Monday. Uh, type 8 songs. I'd like to see in a rock band for... Uh, I'll probably have my Hotline Miami 2 done, review done soon. As long as I can, like, finish it. And it doesn't take... The game doesn't take, like, ten, ten more hours to complete. Yeah, right. Uh, so, I've got the game's top five, which... This week was... Top, top five strategy RPGs, because of codename Steam coming out. Uh... This week, I've still got to um, think about which one it is, which one I'm doing right now. I'm trying to, I'm bouncing off a few ideas. I'm going to think about it tonight and get back to that uh, tomorrow when I have to post the, the what the topic's going to be. Um, and of course, there's the 4PC on Wednesdays, uh, Wednesday mornings. Uh, I'm getting the questions out. Um, I think Gary and Paul might be on as the, the two guests, so let's we'll see. And then, uh, I'm, uh, yeah, let's, this podcast, of course, if you don't view it through 401 in the game zone or go through our speaker page, uh, we are available on demand if you want to listen on your phone or your portable device on iTunes or Stitcher and TuneIn Radio. Just search Quality Multiplayer Live and you can listen to us there. Uh, the Football to Football podcast, uh, we did an hour and a half of MLS Week 2 preview and talking about Week 1 last week. Week 2 is already shaping up to, I've watched two of the games today, gotta watch some more games before I get to Friday. Um, already shaping up to be a pretty damn good week of soccer, for American soccer anyway. And then we talked all that NFL free agency stuff, which was crazy, so I wonder how Week 2 of that's gonna live up to the hype. Uh, and then, of course, Rusted in the Max. We got that New Japan Cup, uh, the final and semifinals to talk about. Uh, whatever, you know, we're going to be now two weeks away from WrestleMania uh, reviewing Raw. And then we got the TNA review, two Lucha Undergrounds, and more stuff going on. That'll be on available Wednesday morning for you. And all the, you know, Stitchers and iTunes and TuneIn's and all that stuff. And I'm also starting to write for Last Word on Sports gonna be back to writing about soccer stuff got a i'm gonna be focusing on fc dallas which is my home team where i used to be from since i uh you know used to be from there well I, I i lived there for most of my life so all my teams are from dallas but you know especially since david beckham's taking forever to make a make the miami team happen here but but you know it is what it is but anyway until next week, enjoy your games. Uh, you know, you can hit us up at equalitymultiplayer at gmail.com or that Facebook group or Coop Multiform one on Twitter to let us know the games you're playing. And if you enjoy that Battlefield Hardline or that Final Fantasy Typo or all the games that come out this week, let us know, you know. It'd be great to know. Anyway, 
See you later, everyone. Later.